0: You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. On this episode of Cheesehead Radio, the Packers still own the Bears,
1: while the previous owner meets early
0: disaster. We take a look at the injury report and roster moves, and as always, we give you our game predictions for the Falcons. Four quarters of Packers Talk, right here on Cheesehead.
1: Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. It's again time for some Packers fun and frivolity here on Cheesehead Radio. Now in our 14th season, talking about our very unhealthy obsession with the Green Bay Packers football team. As usual, our distinguished hosts tonight are C.D. Angeli of Packers Talk, known as TundraVision on Twitter, and Threads Kelly Hodgson of Cheesehead Radio, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter, Threads, and Blue Sky. And little old me, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. You can find me at Jersey GBP on Twitter and Blue Sky, because I'm one of the cool kids, too. Please, we ask you to support our friends at Ticket King, longtime Green Bay business, and the official sponsors of Cheesehead Radio and all the Packers Talk podcasts. So if you need Packers, Brewers, concert tickets, or whatever, please support local business. Just go to PackersTalk.com, and click on the Ticket King logo. And finally, we have a special offer for you. 25% off the new Jerry Kramer biography, Run to Win. Just go to triumphbooks.com slash run to win and use offer code Packers Talk, and you'll get 25% off the cost of the book. That's it for the preliminaries. Time to get this show on the road.
0: Take
1: our opposition and crunch them like their crackers. That's why I love my
0: Green Bay Well, it's been a very long off season of tedious waiting and wondering and prognosticating and hoping and praying and all the things that Jordan loved would actually be okay. And, ladies and gentlemen, the boy's all right. was wrong. The boy is all right. <laughs> Dee was still wrong. It's off-topic, Kelly, but okay.
2: do <laughs> We're <laughs> talking about Jordan in.
0: Love, not the game prediction. Oh, he, but he, he
2: was Jordan Love well. <laughs> he he did very well.
0: He did well. He
1: did well. I mean, yeah. not perfect by any means, you know. But when it counted the most is when he excelled, right? I mean, right. third-down situations, he was 8 for 10 with two touchdown passes. In the goal-to-go uh, situation, the Packers were three for three after being the worst team in the league last year in those situations. So, you know, uh, I think some promising things there, right?
2: I think the happiest person in the entire stadium was mama love too. We had good uh, seats this time.
0: Not too bad. I think, um, the one thing that if I'm going to use a word to describe him and, and maybe it's one aspect of his game, he's so nonplussed, you know what I mean? he, He's he's cool. He's Joe cool. Uh, he, you know, you get a snap, you fumble the ball, <laughs> and he just picks it up, nonchalantly looks back and throws a 37 yards to the tight end and and completes the pass. And, you know, if that's TJ Rubly back there or something like that, it's disaster. And he just was cool about it. You're right, he didn't make every pass. And there are a couple that I looked at and said, eh, I bet he wishes he had that one back. But when he's on You know, there's not this bread far of excitement. You know, you know, rocket balls and emotion. And there's not this sort of aggressiveness. You kind of see this, this, I don't know, almost arrogance. Maybe you saw from Aaron Rodgers. He's just going back and he's playing ball and he's going through his reads. And most of his errors are probably more mechanical than anything, as opposed to like making mental errors.
1: Yeah. One of the things I uh, I think you're seeing his personality show on the field. Right. I mean, that's the way he seems in interviews and everything we know about him. Uh, you know, he, he's dealt with some tough things in the past and he's come through them fine. And, uh, you know, he's just very cool, calm and collected. And that's a heck of a nice trait to have in a quarterback.
2: And not just arrogant is what you're comparing and contrasting with Rogers. He doesn't regress when things go bad. He doesn't start falling back on bad habits. It's like something didn't go well. He just moved forward as opposed to dwelling on it or chewing butt with one of his teammates or throwing them under the bus or whatnot. He doesn't let, he hasn't, it's granted it's only been one game, but he doesn't let adversity get in his way of progress. He's calm, as I think is probably how I would describe him.
0: Mm-hmm. So the Packers did, you know, across the entire lineup, we just saw some great performances three for three in goal to goal situations that day we haven't seen that in a while i think weren't we like 50 percent or something last year like last in the nfl
1: it was worse than 50 we were dead last in the nfl yeah
0: so i would guess if we're three for three we're now first in the nfl or at least tied
1: (laughs) (laughs) right nobody can be better
0: yeah so that's a big improvement um yeah just uh what do you guys think just elsewhere going across the roster what are you guys seeing as being some highlights
1: uh, I think the defensive line stood out, right? And you know, you're talking about uh, three three of the five being either rookies or second year players, and then add one third year player, and then add Connie Clark. So a young group, but they played incredibly well. And the amazing thing was they all played significant snaps. I mean. Slayton played more than anybody, I think it was 40 snaps, and Brooks had the fewest, but he had 29, so they're playing everybody, well, what does that mean, that means everybody's fresh on every play, right, I mean, we haven't seen that in a long, long time with the Packers, you know, we saw the number um, four and five defensive linemen just sitting on the bench watching for the most part, you know, or maybe getting a handful of snaps here and there, Uh, but to think that they have that much confidence in all these young players is great, and I think it showed. I think they showed why the Packers have confidence in them, because they really do well. And if you have that
2: many players in the rotation getting substantial playing time, it really makes a, the opponent have to think, because you can game plan against Gary and Clark, but when you start throwing everybody else in, they're unknown variables that can become very vexing to offenses.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, these big guys get tired easily, right? It's not they easy. Do. It's not easy moving those all those pounds around. Uh, so anytime you can get them a little breather here and there for a play or two, and then back in and rotate those five in, it's just a great thing.
2: And it really didn't, you know, we all knew that Rashawn Gary was on a pitch count, so to speak, because of his knee. With that constant rotation and fresh people entering and exiting all the time, um, it didn't seem like he was
0: really. Missing at all. You know, we can think back to Colin Kaepernick and how he would just why slice do we have to dice us back to Because well, because, why, why, well, because we, we, have we have lived a bad uh, because you, we had Justin Fields, who is supposed uh, to be the guy who's claiming he was going to rush for 2,000 yards this year. And he's really the guy that if the Bears do get a win, it's going to be through him. Yeah, you know, they didn't contain him completely. He had some nice runs, but he didn't. Win the game for the, you know He didn't dominate Yeah he got some good runs in but that was it That it, defensive it, line Was able to get him For the most part contained
1: Yeah I mean the runs The successful runs that he had Were just trying to get the hell out of the pocket Before exactly. it got sacked right So I mean you know when that happens when a, when a quarterback is able To break you know out of the pocket Like that obviously he's going to gain Some yards until a cornerback or a safety or, you know, catches up with them. So that's to be expected. You know, I mean, he made it really, I mean, he's not easy to bring down. We saw that because there were a good, I counted at least five times where a Packer had hands on him, you know, for a potential sack and he got out of it. You know, that was on top of the four times he was sacked. And the one time that didn't count when Rashawn Gary totally obliterated him, Um, so, you know, going back to the defensive line, the pressure was there all day. It was a beautiful thing.
2: Now looking at talking about tackles, remember how hard we were on Darnell Savage last year? And yeah, it seemed like he was really struggling. I was very impressed with his performance on Sunday. In fact, he was the leading tackler.
1: Yeah. Best he's played in a few years, no doubt. I mean, it looked uh, like he was a new person. Yeah, I think he knows this is like a make it or break it year for him in the in the NFL. You know, he can't play at the level he did the last two years and and be a starter in this league. So uh, he's got to bring more of what he had early in his Packers career. And, and hopefully this is a good, good starting point for him.
2: Now, let's contrast that with Rudy Ford. I think if there was anyone that was really kind of subpar in their tackling was him. He seemed to whiff a lot of times. And it was disappointing because he had kind of a breakout year last year.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I don't know if I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, I, I thought he had a, a bunch of physical hits. He did get run over that one time. Uh, yes, and and then he stupidly got a penalty because he was pissed about getting run over, which I can't blame him. But you don't take the penalty there. But on other occasions, he was he was you know swarming to the ball and and and. Uh, and making some hard hits, um, maybe not his greatest game, but I don't think he was a, a real detriment, personally, at least from what I saw.
0: And on that same uh, note, Quay Walker had that nice interception. And I think overall he had a fairly decent game. Uh, you know, we really relied on his rookie last year to come in and have that real physicality. And then remember in the last year, the the stupid unnecessary roughness ejection things that he had. he ejected out of two twice. games. Yeah.
2: twice. One was shoving a trainer.
0: Right, so you know, to see him kind of come in and and having a solid game and also not getting ejected, that's a little bit of a a, a nice sign coming from last year too. And
1: and and, and by the way, that interception uh, is a perfect example why the Bears do not let Justin Fields throw the ball downfield
0: and exactly. especially
1: especially in the middle of the field because that was there was no reason that if he didn't make that interception. Whoever the safety was that was there was going to make it because he was just about in front of the receiver as well. So that was a terrible, terrible decision, but good for us.
2: And what about Walker's run? It's like he was just so nimble on his feet that cut cut back to the left, you know, most guys his size would have gone down when he ran into a wall but he kind of pinballed off and went (laughs) all the way to the house
1: it was like mario you know pinball off a ding ding ding, other direction (laughs) yeah
2: it's just a damn shame he got drilled in the head as he went into the yeah as soon as i saw that i
1: said oh that's not good well yeah anyway and then we have a kicker who can make kicks that we were would've, all critical of in the preseason, so we were all
0: never wrong. guessed. Would have never guessed.
1: Funny thing. Well, here's the thing, though, and, and we're all guilty of this, right? I mean, all these reports about missing field goals and everything. We're all in practice. He didn't miss any in the preseason games. He didn't miss any in this game. So, you know, during practice, and even
2: with, and even with a bad hole or a bad yeah long yeah. snapping.
1: During practice, sometimes they're working on different things, you know. So I think personally, I learned a lesson not to pay attention to like practice reports about missed field goals. Um, And I think we just have to keep that in mind going forward. Now, you know, okay, this was one game. Yes, one game. But damn it, he looked good. I mean, and he was drilling them right down the middle. That 52 yarder. Right down the middle would have been good from 65 or, or more,
0: possibly. So, Wasn't prophecy. he knuckleballing some of them, though? Am, am I remembering that wrong? I thought there were a couple that were mm-hmm. going way to the left, and then they curved way back to the right. Am I remembering Just, that wrong? Only one. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I remember one that, that had a little, uh, I guess not. it's not a slice. What do they call it in golf? Fade. A fade. Okay, yeah. whatever it is when it, when it goes from left to right, if, assuming you're right-handed. Hitting the ball right-handed.
0: Yeah, I saw that. There, when was, I was, there was one. No. There was,
1: yeah, there, there was one. So,
2: but I think the moral of the story here is to trust Bisaccia. There was one. In retrospect, there was one kicker in camp because he had complete faith in this guy. And how about speaking of special teams? How about that 68-yard punt? Granted, after it was a touchback, it was still 48 yards and a pretty respectable punt. We, I think, we may optimistically have a punter again. <laughs> I'm yeah, crossing did. my fingers and all my toes. And it's like, please be able to kick in cold weather. But Hey, a 68 yard punt on, on week one is not nothing to sneeze at.
0: No, he did really well. Switching topics. Let's talk a little bit about, um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, you know, a lot of ballyhoo. who, you know, what happened to Aaron Jones in the first half, you know, the guy was a stud out there. The guy, the guy was the man among boys, which he's been for quite a number of years. And you're talking about a guy who took a, essentially a pay cut this year to stay with the team. Uh, Really out there being a leader and just, boy, just dynamic, but not that we didn't win by enough points, but <laughs> why do you forget about him in the entire first half?
1: You know, and and uh, LeFleur, um asked about it at, at halftime, and his answer was, well, we, we our offense just wasn't in rhythm. Well, excuse me, Matt, maybe if you used him, you would have found the rhythm. That was a really stupid answer.
2: That drives me nuts. It's like when you have somebody that's got momentum and now we're just going to put in one
1: B. The offense was in great rhythm for the first drive when Jones was running the ball. So why was it out of rhythm after that? Think about it, Matt. Think about it. (laughs) That drove me crazy, that answer, as you can tell.
0: Yeah.
2: And then for a while, it seems like, like Dylan was struggling. It's like. The guy is meant to be a battering ram, to be run north-south. What was all this east-west stuff not gaining anything?
1: Yeah, well, there there was some questionable blocking on on a few of those. Uh, He took a couple of losses because of questionable Josh Myers blocking um, on a couple of them. Uh, But, yeah, he also got stood up by a safety at the line of scrimmage, who was basically just standing still with Del- Dylan plowing at Adam, and that's not supposed to happen. So I don't know what that's about there.
0: I think I kind of noticed he was uh, in an offset formation quite a bit by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when Aaron Jones is in the game, <clears throat> there's a little threat that they're going to pass the ball because he's such a good receiver out of the backfield. But it seemed like when especially early on. I think they got a few passes to him later in the game. I don't know, third or fourth quarter after Jones was out, but it seemed like they knew, Oh, Dylan's in the game. You know, we're going to play the run. You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of variance. You know, it's like, hey, you're going to bring in the big guy. Obviously they're going to run. They probably had a couple tight ends in there too. It's like, Oh yeah, it's clear. clear. It's coming at us this way. So they think, did.
1: Yeah. They did go a lot of power with him where they brought right. in a bunch of tight ends. They even, they even brought in, uh, A a tackle a couple of times Rasheed Walker came in as As another offensive Well quote unquote tight end but He reported as eligible so Yep
0: it was obvious
1: you're right It was obvious what they were doing
0: (laughs) Right so I'm not as worried about Next week if if Jones Is not available because I think They're going to play Dylan more the way they played After Jones was out which is more as a More flexible back as opposed to Hey here's a run coming So so Al, you had a tweet this week about Justin Fields and Jordan Love as it pertains to pro football focus. Once upon a time, once the upon absolute a time. Bible of Way back when. modern, you know, next generation stats, DVOA crap, Analytics. Uh, we all we all said, oh, my gosh, look, we have this number of the two great people. What, what would be your opinion about their grades for uh, the quarterbacks in this past uh, week's game?
1: Yeah. And, and we believed it. Like it was like, well, like you said, you know, this is the written word. This is, this is the, the truth. Well, you know, I don't even usually check PFF pro, 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 pro focus. However, uh, somebody uh, a commenter on, on my post on, uh, on Chiefs TV, brought it up, said, you know, <laughs> checking PFF, uh, guess what? They gave Justin Fields an overall score of 60.9 and Jordan Love an overall score of 60.8. Now, that a lot of that was due to running game, you know, because obviously Fields runs the ball a lot. But there were a lot of other weird things, like <clears throat> the passing grade for Love wasn't that much higher maybe like 10 points higher. And here's the thing I really don't understand. They gave, they have a fumble rating, believe it or not. Okay. They rated, they rate fumbles, whatever. They gave Love a much worse fumble rating, even though he didn't lose his, he picked it up and threw a touchdown. Well, not a touchdown and threw, completed a long pass. Whereas Fields lost his fumble and the Packers re-recovered. So what are they doing over there? What are they looking at over there?
0: I think Mike Florio perhaps he bought PFF. What do you think?
1: <laughs> or Chris Collins did, it be yes. but yeah <laughs> um, but and and then this started a whole discussion, a whole Twitter discussion with with the you know the numbers nerds coming in and trying to explain, you, know, well, it's not about the results, it's about the process. So my reply was, well, isn't recovering a fumble a process? Does not he get points for that for recovering his own fumble? And not letting the other team get. So, you know, it turned into this whole discussion, which, you know, a bunch of these little uh, numbers nerds were trying to explain to the old guy the way it works. And <laughs> I, I got I got a you know, I got tired of that and checked out.
0: The best part of course is as the Bears fans on Twitter or X or Twix, who've been ballyhooing all off season about how great they were gonna be, now completely silenced. Except every now and then they throw in, well, just so you know, Justin Fields had a better rating on PFF, so take that, Packer fans. I'm like, (laughs) are you kidding? It's all they got. It's all (laughs) they got. To which I point out,
2: and and they have the last time they won a championship uh, was sometime
1: in the Reagan administration. So good on you guys. Uh, Naturally, they didn't bring up the NFL quarterback rating, uh, which was uh, quite different than PFF's rating. Because after all... He is a quarterback, right? Not a running back? Okay. Yeah. Just check him. Just check him.
2: And how, how many yards did he have? Like six? Not many.
1: Um, Six? He I had to have one. Like
2: like, <laughs> I know, but it
0: felt like six I think yards. A
1: yes. It's uh, not a slight exaggeration. Can't. Probably a great exaggeration.
0: All right. That'll bring us to the end of the first quarter. I think we're going to give ourselves a win on that one.
1: Oh, yes. Big pat on the back for all.
0: High fives all around. Now a few weeks ago uh, as we start the second quarter Kelly announced that uh we were going to place a moratorium on any conversation about the previous starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. However,
2: yeah, we have to talk about given, it. Given
0: given the events of uh, Monday Night Football, I think it's definitely something we need to bring up. Um <clears throat> I was watching the game. I was actually sort of watching the game. I think I was kind of on my phone or was talking to someone on the phone and, you know, kind of had it on the background. And all of a sudden I'm seeing, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, <laughs> on the ground and sticking his legs up in the air and trying to stretch things out. And I says, oh, what happened? And I, you know, quickly rewound it. And I'm like, oh, oh. And the Jets career, this hard knocks, ballyhooed season coming from charmed Aaron Rodgers, is over after four snaps. Over after four, you know, four attempted uh, pass plays, uh, and I don't know. It, it, I think it hits everyone. Obviously, I think Jersey, yeah, you could probably reflect on how it's affected the Jets fans uh, mm-hmm. in the area, but even Packers fans all are having some fairly uh, visceral reactions.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I, I immediately tweeted tweeted out. Uh, apparently, the curse of the Jets is much more powerful than we all realized. Because, like, how can how did this happen? Four plays in. 75, 75 seconds he played. Which, by the way, means if he never plays again, he earned a million dollars a second, which which isn't bad. But, but seriously. million
2: million a play.
1: <laughs> but seriously. Um, you know, it's just horrible. Just awful to see. You know, and it was kind of like in disbelief, you know, when I was watching, like, wait a minute, no, this can't be <laughs> this, this. I mean, I know the Jets are cursed, but this is just way beyond anything that, that should happen to any team. Unfortunately, it did.
2: Yeah, I didn't see the play in real time. I had gotten home and was a little confused. I'm like, why isn't he on the field? Uh, the day job and me really saw it immediately. I'm like, that's his, that's his Achilles, because if you watched, and I think they've been showing the replays. You can see his muscle bunch up as it tore. It was kind of gross if you mm-hmm. knew what
1: you were looking for. But hey, just to I, talk, about I even it. called it right on Twitter yes. <laughs> with the with the you know caveat. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> that looks like you were an spot Achilles on. Injury. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: then there's another picture, and I highlighted it on Twitter. If you want to see where I, I highlight and I circle the, the area, this is one, This is why yeah. he. Be- Achilles, you can see his muscle all bunched up. Um, yeah, looking at this injury, you know, he's gonna be 40 this year, so is this a career ending injury? Possibly. If you looked at his Instagram today, he's vowing to come back because, of course, this is Aaron Rodgers and he will. But looking at this, this type of, of injury, he tore his Achilles. That's the great big heel cord that helps your gastroc muscle anchor to your heel, so your calf muscle to your heel. Um, And it's a fulcrum. This is what you use to push off with. Um, He's probably struggling to get up on his tippy toes on that side right now. Well, anyway, after surgery, which sounds like he's having it very soon, he's going to be looking at six to 12 weeks in a cast or a boot. And the first several weeks, not weight-bearing. If things go well, it's going to be several months before he's fully functional. And one website I was looking at today from an orthopedic website um, some athletes um, on the the, the the everything went well outside of it. It takes about four to six months before he can return to sports. so yeah, definitely his career his season's ending you know is if, if it's a career ending? don't know. He's vowing to come back, which sounds like he wants to play again, but who knows he might have another darkest retreat. he may hang it up. Nobody knows right now and, and this is not how it was supposed to go down. He was supposed to play. We were supposed to boo and hate him or you know cheer for the villain story it's kind of sad that he went down with an injury and, you know, because the NFL is a little less great without him in it.
1: Now, physiologically speaking, I know if that's the right term here or not, but is the, is this, a, is this like a tendon that snaps? So it is, a, yeah,
2: it's the Achilles tendon. It, it is a tendon. Your, okay.
1: That's so my, gastric- that my <laughs> only question. Okay. So
2: if you look, you look at like your big calf muscles on the back of the gas.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, the gastrocnemius muscle, it att- attaches to your heel, right. and that's what, how you can how when you point your foot down, you flex your foot, you, know, you extend your, you know, point your foot down. That's the muscle that that helps you lift off. So that's how you run, that's how you plant, and how you can jump. um, Yeah, it's a big tendon. You can feel it on your own foot, you know, on the back of your heel. It's a huge tendon. And when this happens, you definitely, he knew as soon as he went down, I'm sure that he knew it was his Achilles because most people that have sustained this injury do feel a distinct pop.
0: You know, and as a fan of the Packers in the 70s and 80s and very early 90s, I don't have any particular love or hate for Jets fans other than the fact that some of them got real, you know, cocky on on Twitter this, this summer, you know, taunting us about Aaron Rodgers and how dumb we were to give him up. Um, but looking at the looks on their faces in that game, um, my heart actually went out to them because, I mean, we've been there as older Packer fans in the 80s and 90s of just getting your hopes up and just having something like this. day. But, I mean, that is a really, really high mountain of hope that they built, and that thing came down in an instant
1: hard to imagine (laughs) this was finally going to be it. This was going to be the year that they, that they get back to the Super Bowl since Joe Namath. And now the odds are against you. I mean, they are still going to be good. I mean, their defense is legitimate. Good. They've got, they got excellent players at every level of that defense. However, their safety is not going to intercept three passes every, every game. And, you know, it's not going to be that good. Um, but so they'll, I think they can still make the playoffs unless Zach Wilson goes off the rails, but I think he's probably learned enough just being around Rodgers that that won't happen, but we'll see.
2: And on an aside, remember that bar down in Milwaukee that was going to cover everybody's bar tab if the Jets lost? Uh-huh. Well, I read as soon as Rogers went down, everybody was loading up on drinks like, hey, we've got this in the bag. We're all going to just drink a ton. Yeah, don't bet against the bank because they won after all. (laughs) And all these guys who thought they were getting free drinks on the house still had to belly up to the bar and pay their tab at the end of the night.
1: Oh, so they don't give you the drinks free when you get them. I'm sorry. It's based on the on the result of the game. Okay, got it. I didn't I didn't realize that part. (laughs) Interesting.
0: So, so David Bakhtiari tweeted soon afterwards. Uh, uh-huh. that he he blamed the artificial turf, which, you know, I, I, I think there's some point to it. I don't know if that injury happens if that's on on grass. Even the awkward way that he went down, I think we know that turf and especially some turfs in particular still do a really uh, hard number on your your knees and your your hips and your your foot joints. Um, do you guys think that that was the big c- contribution was the turf? Do you agree with David?
1: Um,
2: go ahead, Kelly. One, I can't for say you. one way or the other. I was actually talking to a friend who's a physical therapist in England, and he said even on real grass, which has, what? how did he phrase? He was talking about potentially grass and sod may actually have more give and less traction. You could end up with the same damn injury. So he wasn't willing to write it off completely as it was the fake turf. What I will say is I don't think his offensive line did him any favors. He was scrambling right off the bat.
0: <laughs> Every play. Every play. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Which we kind of knew going in. I mean, we they, knew that offensive line was going to be an issue for him.
1: But they went out and got Dalvin Cook. They, they spent the money they saved when Rodgers took less money and got Dalvin Cook. So that really helped a lot.
0: So anyway,
1: enough Jets at, talk.
0: Well, wait. <laughs> now we got we got one more Hero Ball conversation because I oh, think you got to do it. Because oh, yes, you know, know, where you, know you're going. you can go on our iTunes account and you can find the review that says, Man, those guys on Choose Hit Radio, they all hate Aaron Rodgers. And I don't, we don't hate Aaron Rodgers, but I think we're always a little critical of. The choices he made sometimes as a quarterback. So here's a situation that was supposed to be a quick pass. Yep. And the offensive linemen were just supposed to chip or or you know, make the quick blocks, just give him the the two, three seconds he needed to go back and make the pass. Uh that left tackle was just supposed to dive and hit him and he totally lost his footing. So the rusher has a free pass to him. And here's Aaron Rodgers, who all he had to do was get rid of the ball. Do we ever have this problem, guys? Do we ever have this problem in Green Bay?
1: I vaguely remember Never. a couple yeah. of times. Never. Yeah.
0: But here's what happens. He's going back. He says, yeah, I know it's supposed to be a two, three second uh, you know, out and get the ball out. But I'm going to hold on to the ball. I'm going to wait for someone to get open. Maybe my buddy Allen will get open. Maybe Randall will get open. Maybe my Devontae Adams 2.0 will get open. And he gets creamed and injured. And all of a sudden you go back and you think, okay, how lucky was Aaron Rodgers all these years to have a guy like David Bakhtiari as his left tackle and an offensive line that was talented and blocked for him and his hero ball ways? I mean, we we did make it work. It didn't always work well, but it sure worked a hell of a lot better than it did <laughs> for plays with the Jets. Okay. <clears throat> and that'll yeah, bring can- us to the end of the second quarter, unless, Kelly, you got something to add.
2: No, I was going to agree with you and say it was similar to coaching a soccer scrimmage tonight. I, I'm coaching my wild squirrels again with some other other parents. And you, when you have the one kid that plays hero ball, everyone knows you're going to play hero ball. They swarm you like a bunch of bees. And whether it's a bunch of 10-year-old boys playing soccer or it's Aaron Rodgers, everyone has that figured out.
0: Yeah. All right. That'll bring us to the end of the second quarter. I don't know if we call this a win. I don't know if we call it a loss. Maybe it's a tie. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly, the Packers are now certainly only getting a second-round pick, uh, which is all I ever wanted anyway. Was the two second-rounders? So, uh, and obviously, I think as Packers fans, we're going to wish the best to Aaron Rodgers and you know in his recovery. And if he's uh, able to come back next year, that'll be great. So, and that'll take us to halftime. We're going to step in the locker room. Please enjoy this message from our sponsor. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? Yeah. If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Oh, yeah. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Bay. Oh, yeah. Just go to their website. Do it. TheTicketKing.com. Again, that's TheTicketKing.com. All right, welcome back. Cheesehead Head Radio, C.D. Angeli with you here. Surrounded, flanked on either side by Kelly Hodgson and Jersey Al Bracco. We are 1-0-1 already through our first two quarters. Let's go to the third. And obviously we have some roster moves coming up and a game on the horizon. So what are we looking at right now, Kelly, for injuries?
2: Well, we have Christian Watson, who's still out and has not seen any action with his hamstring injury. And contrast that with Aaron Jones, or they're trying to put lipstick on this pig of an injury and calling it a bite instead of a pull. I don't know what that means, but it's, they're trying to make it spin it more optimistic is what it sounds like. And just the way Jones was being treated on the field, I don't think he's as severe because they were trying to stretch him out to get him back in the game, and at one point he even had his helmet on. So I don't think he's as bad, and I'm more optimistic that he's going to see the, see some action this weekend. Um, just because he wasn't getting completely yanked out on Sunday.
1: You know, and they were. They... S- sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to add. You mentioned that they were stretching. I thought that was really weird. Like, if he had a hamstring injury, why are they? S- why are they stretching them out like that if it's a, if it's a real hamstring injury? So I was wondering yeah. if it maybe was something else, but so I didn't know about a hamstring bite. Yeah, that <laughs> is definitely
2: is no, not a medical, t- uh, definitely right. not a true medical term. <laughs> it's a football term, <laughs> so they, right? <laughs> so they're they're trying to gloss it, and 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 hopefully it's not as severe. But like I said, I I think I saw at one point after they were stretching him, that he had his helmet on. So yeah,
1: he, you know, he here's
2: did. the deal. If you see if you see a player with ice, they're done. You know, you see somebody getting stretched out, they're trying to put him back in. Yeah. So I'm, you know, hopefully they're just letting him rest. He's getting some some treatments this week. They'll be really telling us we're heading into the end of the weekend you know, where he falls on the, the uh, injury report. But I'm really happy that we don't have a whole lot of people on the injury report. And then there's Quay Walker, who is in the concussion protocol. We all knew he got his bell rung and then some on Sunday. But there's rumors that he's been doing some drills with the trainer, so he may be already progressing through that protocol. Typically, you have to be symptom-free, no headaches, not feeling pukey for a good 24 hours before you can re-enter protocol. And, and doing that is simple cardiac work. Then you progress to cardiac work and, and some resistance training. And if you can remain asymptomatic there, often that's when you start heading back to full full
0: drills. <clears throat> So, uh, also limited in practice today, Romeo Dobbs was limited with his hamstring. Uh, Rashawn Gary and Elton Jenkins, both with knees, were limited in practice. Anthony Johnson, who was inactive last week at safety, uh, fully participated, but also was listed with a knee. And, of course, David Bakhtiari is probably never going to practice again for the rest of his career. So.
1: It's very possible <laughs> It is very possible uh, Unless it it's a walkthrough
0: <laughs> Exactly
2: Which means so, he just has the best agent on the planet That has negotiated this
0: week well, Works works for him If it's working in the games, I'm happy right? So, without Watson uh, And Walker and Jones Both kind of probably a questionable We're taking on a Falcons Team in Atlanta uh, They're 1-0 Obviously, this is a gonna be a different matchup than the Bears. I mean, the Bears are effectively a lottery team, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're lottery, they're 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 look they're shooting for, you know, top five uh, draft pick next year. The Falcons are a little bit different and and they have aspirations of being a playoff team. So what are we looking at here? What's gonna be different for the Packers in this game as opposed to what they played against the Bears?
1: Uh one thing that's gonna be different is that the Falcons defense is is better in certain areas than the Bears. Uh, their defensive backfield, uh, especially, and you know they got that safe, safety Jesse Bates, who I mean he had himself a game. He had like ten tackles, two interceptions, a forced fumble. I, I think I've got those numbers right, but uh, it, was, it was crazy. But um, you know they they that's one strength. The other the other thing is on offense, they're going to run the ball. A lot more than the Bears did with running backs, not with a quarterback. <laughs> Let's make that distinction, right? So, I mean, they're going—they've got two running backs that they that they run uh, fairly equally, and they were successful doing it last last week against Carolina. Uh, so, the Packers' defensive line uh, that we've raved about is, is going to get tested this this week. So, the, you know, that's the the apparent strength on the. Um, on the Falcons side, as far as the Falcons' defense, uh, sorry, weaknesses, uh, that would be run defense. They themselves got run on fairly easily by Carolina. Uh, so certainly hoping that that Aaron Jones can can play and take advantage of that. And their other weakness is pass protection, which certainly plays very nicely into. The pass rush uh, that we saw last week against the Bears and maybe means Rashawn Gary gets more than than ten ten or twelve snaps. Um, so it's it's a different team. They talking about their quarterback Desmond Ritter. I kind of liken liken him to to Justin Fields in a way, in that but not the way you'd expect. He's not a running quarterback, but throwing wise, the team. Uh, you know, the, the Falcons coaching staff really limited what they asked him to do, just like the Bears limit fields what to do. Thing is, he was much more accurate. You know, he was like 15 for 18 in passing the ball, which was in a lot. So you can see how they limited him. And the other limitation was his average throw went for six yards. So he's throwing the same passes that we saw Justin fields throw okay but just a little more accurately so that'll be interesting um, but the one thing they won't Packers won't have to worry about is him running the ball like like fields does he did take four sacks uh, last week which goes back to the Falcons pass protection uh, issues so you know I, I think you'll see a quarterback that will remind you some of of Justin fields as a thrower now, that's about as much as I know about the Falcons
2: and I haven't really scouted the Falcons, but if that's that's the case, if we bring the defense that we had this week, I expect four or five sacks.
0: I expect 100.
1: 100. They, they got, yeah. what, four officially against uh, Fields? Yeah. So if they got four against him, then you would hope that maybe they get more. But anyway.
2: Well, let's get not get greedy. Every
0: it's game true. is different. All right. That'll bring us to the end of the third quarter. It is now time for our... Hot pockets. Come on. Hot pockets sauce. Oh, yeah. If you are looking for another hot take from your Cheesehead Radio co-host, sit back, and we are going to take to our soapboxes to give you one last soul bearing reflection on your Green Bay Packers. Jersey Al, as always, we'll start with you.
1: I don't know that this is soul-bearing, but anyway, uh, as we have talked about earlier, the Packers did some things in this game that just wasn't the norm last year. We're talking about third-down efficiency, red zone efficiency, and goal-to-go situations. These are all places where the Packers struggled mightily last year, and even probably before last year. In today's press conference with uh, with Lafleur, Jason Wilde promised not to ask the floor the dreaded, is this your offense question, which the floor won't answer. But he kind of got around it, and he got an answer by by asking the floor, how many times in the game did the play that the floor called wasn't run? And the answer from the floor was basically, it never happened. So, for better or worse, and I've been waiting a few years to see this, yes, this is finally the LaFleur offense. And that is my Hot
0: Yeah, I'm a terrible hypocrite. On one hand, I revere the Packers Bears rivalry, and I keep hoping for it to become more competitive than it has been really since the early 1960s. Because since then, either one team or the other has just dominated for long stretches of time. The Bears win all the games for 10 years. The Packers win all the games for 10 years. Packers win all the games for 30 years, as as has happened (laughs) since about 1990. So here I am hoping that it becomes more competitive. Maybe the Bears are going to win a game here and there. We're just going to be ready to go at them next time. And yet at the start of the third quarter of the game, I hear boos raining down on the Bears and Justin Fields. Remember the guy that was going to be the new King of the North? And then the booing stopped because the Bears fans left before the game was even over. And I smiled and I pumped my fist in the air. I high-fived my son-in-law's watching the game with me. This is a kid who has no memory of the 70s, 80s. He's just like, it's just a game, yo. I savored every second of what is the now annual heartbreak of Bears fans enjoying their misery. So, yeah, I want it to be competitive again, but maybe not yet. And that is my. Hot
2: so, before we go back to the moratorium on He Who Shall Not Be Named, I take it back. I really don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I was actually looking forward to watching his villain origin story this past Monday night, but as luck would have it, I missed the first four plays of the game, and it looks like I missed his entire tenure as a New York Jet. I really wanted to root for evil Aaron, just like I rooted for evil Jerry Rice back in the day when he became a Raider. And his demise was supposed to be on the scoreboard. Not I did not want to watch one of the greatest QBs break on the field. It wasn't supposed to end this way. The day job in me tells me it was an ugly injury. His Instagram post today was humble introspection. He was supposed to go down in a Schadenfreude laden interception sometime this coming January, not on a gator heading back to the locker room. Football is better when the great players are still in it, villains included. And that is my. Hot
0: Pockets! Cheesehead Radio. Packer Game Predictions. All right. The undefeated Green Bay Packers. Travel Atlanta this Sunday to take on the also undefeated Falcons at noon on Sunday, one win each. The Packers opened up, depending on who you talk to, either as a two-point favorite or a one-point favorite, in the game on the heels of an impressive win over the Hapless Bears, so one would imagine this game probably be more of a test against a mid-range team instead of a lottery pick team. How do we see this one turning out? Kelly, as always, we'll start with you.
2: Okay, I really don't understand sports betting, so the whole negative 1.5 kind of makes my head hurt, and I really don't care to try to learn how. Anyhow, but since they said there'd be no math on this show, it's pretty much a dead heat with the odds this weekend. Packers are headed to Atlanta after a resounding win against a bad team, but then again, the Falcons won in similar fashion. Packers likely won't have the help of Christian Watson yet again, and it's still up in the air whether or not Aaron Jones will suit up this coming weekend. Nevertheless, I have the utmost confidence in Jordan Love. He's poised, confident, and most important, accurate this past weekend. I expect the baby receivers to step up. And if Jones doesn't go, isn't a go, A.G. Dillon has to bring his A game. I'm feeling lucky, and I think the Packers will prevail. Packers 27, Falcons 14.
0: Last week I predicted a lot. Uh, but I base that based on the idea of there being minus two playmakers. Now, Romeo Dobbs played, and honestly, he had a pretty darn impressive game. I would dare say he might have been the difference, especially on the offensive side. This week, however, we may be without two big playmakers again, this time being Watson and Aaron Jones. I think without the both of them, the Packers would come up short. But I'm going to hold out hope that Aaron Jones is in the lineup just enough, and they figure out A.J. Dillon's issues just enough, that the Packers pull this one out. The Bears are a lottery pick team, and the Packers or the Falcons will prove to be a little more of a test on how good the Packers actually are. I think they'll be good enough. Packers 24, Falcons 20.
1: Okay, I'd love to be able to give you two scores: one with Aaron Jones playing and one without, but. Evidently, that's against the rules in this predictions game. Jones was involved in three of the four offensive drives that resulted in touchdowns against the Bears. When Lafleur forgot about Jones for the majority of the first half, the offense stagnated. The Packers will also be facing a much better defense this week, so a loss would not surprise me, but it's too early to be so negative about this team. The Packers pull out a close one on the road, 24-22. to
2: Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio in our 14th season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com where you can listen to several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the pod, show us some love and leave us a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying, play Packers Talk Podcast." finally be sure to support our sponsor ticket king for all your ticket needs you can find them at packerstalk.com tickets for details that's Boom. a wrap it's
1: week two go pack go
0: go pack go
1: beat those dirty birds